Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Are You a Fan? If you like this episode, give us a like, share, follow, and may the force be with you. So, that being said, let's get into this. What do you, what can you tell me, Joker, about the Inquisitors? To be honest, most of the episodes we're going to go over today I already know <laughs> and could have told you. I, I've watched a lot of random videos on YouTube of just Star Wars in general, so this whole episode, I already knew a lot of it as I was researching. I'm like, I know about that. Yeah, I know that story. So, a lot, actually. I'll admit, most of what I know of the Inquisitors probably just comes from the uh, Rebel series. And just what we've seen yeah. on, like... Have you seen any of the Obi-Wan show? Yep, Obi-Wan so show. You, so, you know from the two shows, that's about it? Yeah. I mean, that's most people, probably. That, like, maybe one or two of the fact, like, they were Force possible Jedi before or something. But, yep. But, like, yeah, not a ton. So, let's get into this and find out. Okay, so, date founded, 19 BBY. Date dissolved between 3 BBY and 0 BBY. So, and for those who have may have not seen the other Star Wars episodes, that is the years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay, I always forget, like... So they were founded way before the battle. So I want to say, if I remember correctly, too, it was a little bit even before the end of the Clone Wars. It's kind of when they started the project. Oh, wow. Or before it ended. So Palpatine was on the ball with that. Oh, yeah. He was on the ball with a lot of stuff, to be honest. True. The guy, like, yeah, like, how could, the, how could you really defend against him? He'd been plotting this for years. Right. So the Inquisitor, uh, Inquisitorius, also known as the Inquisitorius Program, the Order of Inquisitors, and the Imperial Inquisition, nobody ever expects them, <laughs> uh, was an organization of mysterious, force-sensitive dark side agents who served the Sith-ruled Galactic Empire. You're not going to lie, I had to throw an, inquis an inquis Inquisition joke in there. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, if it wasn't I was about to, you were just quicker on the draw with there. So they, uh, they were tasked with hunting down the remaining Jedi who'd survived Order 66 at the end of the Clone Wars as part of the Great Jedi Purge, as well as other political uh, dissidents and retrieving any children identified as Force-sensitive for Project Harvester. So, you know, we give the Jedi a lot of bad comments about how they would pick children. The Sith were no better. And honestly, theirs was worse. Yeah, because with the Jedi, like, didn't the family have an option to say no? I mean, they could. But also, while the Jedi did not have the perfect life, they had a better life than anybody ever would have been picked up into by the Sith. Mm. I mean, look at Darth Maul. Yeah. So, I mean... The, the Sith did the same thing the Jedi did. They're just a little bit worse about it because of the way they go about the Force. Fair. But we're not defending the Jedi. Both oh, God, are bad. No. We're just saying one may be better than the other. Well, come on. One of them is called Project Harvester. That's to tell you everything. Dude, honestly, as soon as I read that, I'm like, Ugh. Right. That sounds... <laughs> okay, so the Inquisitors were governed by Darth Vader. Though uh, directly led by an individual known only by his title, the Grand Inquisitor, and briefly by his temporary substitute, the Third Sister. Man. <laughs> See, I'm getting, I'm getting flashbacks to catechism right now. Why, why am I getting flashbacks to catechism with some of these names? It's probably where you got some of the ideas. I mean, it's the Inquisition. What do you expect? Right? 
So getting into the origins. So knowing that there would be some Jedi who would survive his planned uh, beginning of a great Jedi purge through Order 66, Darth Sidious would begin to lay seeds of the Inquisitorious program years before he became Galactic Emperor. So during Clone Wars, he would use bounty hunter uh, Cad Bane to kidnap several Force-sensitive children who would become Jedi younglings in the near future. At a private facility on Mustafar, Sidious intended to put the children through a slave conditioning process, having foreseen he would have an army of Force-sensitive spies at his beck and call, though this would be prevented by Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano. See? More and more proof that while the Jedi were horrible at what they did, he is so much worse. I he mean, was going to put literal infants <laughs> through slave conditioning. And judging by what I know he did to Darth Maul, like, yeah, that was going to be horrific. Oh, yeah. Like, like oh, God. Granted, Maul was a little bit older when they found him, but yeah, it did he, not turn out well. I remember the episode. Like, these were babies. Yeah. Like nonverbal, like holding the palm of my hand, babies he, they were kidnapping to do this to. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, not a fan. <laughs> so, later on at the end of the war, using Jedi Master Mace Windu's apparent attempt on his life as justification, the new Emperor would activate Order 66, a protocol which had been hardwired into almost all of Galactic Republic clone troopers prior to the war and instructed them to kill their Jedi commanding officers. Now, I remember learning. And re, uh, watching a video talking about how why the Jedi let a clone contingency plan like that stay, and they just with their hubris assumed it would never get used in that kind of a grand scale. They're like, okay, we know our Jedi; they could, you know, individually potentially fall. Like, okay, so that's what we'll use that for. No, they didn't expect it to be used on a grand scale. That seems like a huge oversight. Granted. I think part of that, too, and their hubris, there is the one in there. I think it was like one or two orders in the other direction where it goes the other way and they arrest the chancellor. So, like, there was, I don't remember, it was like some high hundred number of contingencies. So, like, they just assumed that with everything else that they were planning for anything possible. They just didn't plan on a... uh, Jedi purge. We got to do an episode (laughs) on the stormtroopers and the chips alone. Just like, oh yeah. Like also, cause I'm like, now I'm curious, like would one overwrite the other? Would they nullify? Like what did nobody think to say out the order? Like, how does it all work? That's, that's a good question. If they'd override now. (laughs) Cause I didn't even know that exist. I didn't even have that question. Didn't exist in my brain. Joker until today. (laughs) Oh, well you're welcome for that. Moving on, I guess. <laughs> so, nevertheless, as the Dark Lord has predicted, some Jedi survived the mass killing, so he planned for his huntsmen to hound those who survived until the light of the Jedi Order was extinguished once and for all. Because, you know, it's the way the Jedi and Sith are always fighting for the millennias. Yep. Can so, never fully kill one. <laughs> you really can't, as we see in the movies. So, whereas Skywalker had potential to be a Sith in his eyes, Sidious had selected those who would become Inquisitors specifically because he felt they had no chance of becoming powerful enough to challenge him. So, I was like, while he saw who he wanted as his apprentice that could be someone that could challenge him, he was like, no, these other ones, they're they're low enough that I don't have to worry about them. I mean, isn't that kind of why I, I could assume that's probably why they work in, like, multiple units. 
We get into that, actually. Ooh, cool. So, while the majority of the Jedi were killed by the clones, several would manage to escape, especially after Kenobi sent out a distress signal from the temple warning the survivors. As such, several of them had survived the initial purge and gone to hiding. And obviously, as we see throughout the years, way more than we originally thought with the original trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. It's a galaxy. Like, Oh, yeah. So we're going to make it. So, many of the Imperial Inquisitors had joined the dark side due to intensive torture or corruption. Upon joining the ranks of the Inquisitors, um, the Force Sensitive effectively lost their identities. They would be giving numerical designations to represent their uh, entry into an organization that perverted everything the Jedi Order had stood for. So, essentially, all their titles were third brother, fifth brother, third sister. Like, they had no names. Which makes it sense. It was first and either brother or sister, depending on the gender. Which makes sense. That, that's a huge. That's a huge part of dehumanization and uh, oh yeah, in, indoctrination. Get oh, rid yeah. of a person's identity. And that was why, like with the stormtroopers, they got rid of. They took away the ability for the clones to customize their armor. Mm. Like, no, you can't be an individual anymore. So of course, it would fall into something else the Empire is doing. Yeah, smart, smart on Palpatine's part. So Darth Vader would soon discover the program and was put in charge of them by Darth Sidious. Vader trained the Inquisitors in the ways of the dark side of the Force. As part of their tutelage, a number of Inquisitors had parts of their bodies severed by their master's lightsabers so that they would not forget the lessons of loss. Because I think we go into a little further down talking about more of their training. But yeah, he, he was not, um, he did not like the Inquisitors, because he I, also didn't like when he found out about them either. I bet not. Because being a Sith, he thought they were being used to get rid of him. Mm. Him and his master were never on great terms, ever. Yeah, I do, I do notice that with Darth Vader and his master. There, there's always like, which I feel as though that's kind of just the way of the Sith. Oh yeah, but part of it too, I mean... Palpatine didn't like, didn't really like Vader as much anymore once he got put in the suit, and then Vader just really never trusted Palpatine. So, and then which, he kept hiding secrets behind his back, like the Inquisitors. Which fair, just yeah, not a lot of trust. Yeah, no, <laughs> gotta love the Sith, right? So, starting with hunting the Jedi, one of the first missions had the Grand Inquisitor work with Vader on locating the Jedi Order's chief librarian, Jukasa Nu. So after defeating Jocasta, the Grand Inquisitor planned on killing her, but would be stopped by Vader. Um, while arguing, Jocasta would make an escape. Uh, Vader would chase her down and kill her without the Grand Inquisitor's help. My assumption, because both of them didn't like her being, because she kind of stopped both of them from getting into the Temple Archives sometimes mm-hmm. and uh, getting information like Anakin wanted to help his wife. Oh, yeah. But I think with the arguing, I have a feeling Vader wanted to keep her alive because someone that has all the knowledge of the Jedi, that's valuable. I was going to say, I Vader's not, like, as much as they sometimes portray him as a brute, he's really not. I mean, he is. He is, but... But like, he has some brains behind that brute. Yeah, like, the bruteness is really, I feel as though, an intimidation factor to, like, hey, I'm going to keep snapping necks until somebody talks. That's exactly what that was. But if you don't have enough people to snap necks to talk, or you're just trying to get the one to talk, 
You don't want that person's neck snapped. Well, even if you're not trying to get her to talk now, you take her back with you to the, to the Imperial Palace or something. Oh, yeah. Which happened to also be the Jedi Temple, but... <laughs> Let Palpatine get a hold of her with some of his Sith magic. And that's probably what his plan was. But the Inquisitor was pissed, and he wanted to kill her. And Vader said no. But still ended up doing it anyways. Oh. And also, one epic thing about that fight that I found out later... Is she had a lightsaber rifle. Ooh. It uses the same kyber crystal. I think she got one shot off on Vader. But that was one kind of cool thing that came out of, out of that fight. I was going to say I heard of those. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, uh, mission to Mon Cala. About one year after the rise of the Empire, Sidious suspected a Jedi of influencing the deteriorating negotiations on, on Mon Cala. The Emperor therefore sent his apprentice and three Inquisitors to investigate this, accompanied by a death squad of elite clone purge troopers. Which were some of the last clones created with literally the only intent on killing clones, or killing Jedi. Like, that's what they were created for and how they were trained. Dang. And also, if I remember correctly, part of what led to this mission and Vader being sent is this was still while he was very obsessed with hunting Obi-Wan, and someone said he was on Mon Cala. So, of course, Vader. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, Vader had a real obsession there with that for a while, <laughs> which I get it. Dude left him for dead and burned him alive. So, upon their arrival, the Imperial Ambassador Telvar would be assassinated, and his superior, Moff Wilhuff, would send down his forces to invade Mon Cala. Lord Vader and the Inquisitors, sixth brother, ninth sister, and tenth brother would fight uh, at Dak City and capture the king, Lee Char. Which is cool to think about if you ever saw the Clone Wars because mm. he was one of the kids in the show. Yeah. During one of those episodes when they're trying to do the um, negotiations between him and the other people. Yep, I remember that. So the ninth sister interrogated the monarch for the location of the Jedi. But they were soon swept away by large waves genera- generated by some of uh, Mon Cala's large creatures. It's a big creature. <laughs> I mean, it is an ocean planet. And as Qui-Gon likes to say, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the three Inquisitors would survive the cataclysm and uh, be picked up by, or would pick up Vader on an Imperial submarine. The ninth sister would reveal to the Dark Lord that she had obtained the location of the Jedi and they made for the play, for that place. Upon arriving there, they would be met by the Jedi and six of his disciples. You know, they had a, a decent little group of Jedi here. I think he was the only master, or he was, I don't remember, he might have been a knight. There wasn't a lot of uh, very high-ranking kids there. Yeah, this is not going to... I assume this is probably not going to end well. So, as they chased the rest of them, another sacrificed himself to slow them down. The Inquisitors and their master soon reached Bell City and made chase for the remaining, uh, remaining of the group. Yeah, you got Vader on your heels. Oh, yeah. So, they got a little lucky because Lord Vader would receive a request from Governor Tarkin for an assignment that required him elsewhere to capture Lee Char and thus end the war on Moncala. So he would agree and leave the Inquisitors and their squad of clones to find the Jedi. So they got a little lucky and... At least the big... The, the, the lab big, dog got put away somewhere else. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's a little lucky. But the Inquisitors, like, 
even though they were supposed to be weaker than Palpatine, that's a wide margin. Oh, like, yeah. So, like, they can still... These aren't exactly, like, the weakest of the Jedi. But as we get here in a little bit, they get very clever with what's, with what's going on. Oh, yeah. Let's get on to it. Uh, so, the Inquisitors soon found the Jedi and his last two disciples. The sixth brother uh, cut down one of the disciples, and they surrounded the other two. The Jedi then stepped forward and faced them, revealing their names from when they were Jedi. Go out with the last stand, why not? And kind of thinking that, you know, like a lot of mythology, I know your name, I have the power now. Mm. Didn't really work for him, though. Yeah. Uh, so the Ninth Sister would confront the Jedi, identifying him as Padawan, as a Padawan named Farron Barr. Barr would ignore her and tell her, and tell them that they were still truly Jedi, acknowledging the clones and their role in Order 66. Because at a certain point, some of the, the Jedi realized what really happened and who did it. Yeah. I did like that they some of the Jedi did start to realize that. Because I remember, like, there's still some Jedi that do really have a vendetta against them. But oh, yeah. When you find out, like, they're being They were just a pawn. Yeah. Unfortunately. So he then uses the Force to take the helmet off the uh, Purge troopers and saw that they were new clones that were commissioned after Order 66. Knowing they had not had their inhibitor chips activated, he used a mind trick on them, saying, Execute Order 66. Oh! And thus, this trick would work, and the Purge Troopers would turn on their three superiors. They quickly succeeded in gunning down the Tenth Brother. Although the Sixth Brother and Ninth Sister were able to deflect their shots, Bar and his last disciple, Verla, uh, would then leap over the battle and escape. So they just took straight advantage of their knowledge, saw they were new troopers, and just ran with it. I was going to say, that was brilliant. That was awesome. That was one of my favorite things. I was like, I know we're going to run across this, and it's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. That's a solid trick. Right. Keen to intercept them, the sixth brother and ninth sister used their combined power to force push the troopers to the side. However, the sixth brother uh, betrayed ninth sister, cutting her leg off and leaving her to fend off the last of the troopers alone. After his escape, the sixth brother took a boat away with three stormtroopers. I, I, yeah, I forgot how much betrayal happens oh, yeah. within the Inquisitors. Well, if you ever look at the history of the Sith, that's all it is. Yeah. It's just, just one betrayal after another. Constantly vying for top dog. It, it's why they eventually got to the rule of two, because it's the only way they could survive. Which makes sense. When you think about all this stuff. Yep. So shortly after their mission on Tumankala, the sixth brother would be in the outer rim searching for a force-sensitive child and would hear of a force-attuned being with some level of Jedi training and would set out to hunt this individual. This individual would turn out to be Ahsoka Tano, and during their fight, she would recognize the Sixth Brother's fighting style and take advantage of it. She would then reach out through the, through the Force uh, to his lightsaber crystal, and they would detonate the lightsaber, killing him. So that was in one of the episodes of Tales of the Jedi. Oh, I still need to watch those. And it was an epic episode because she did this fight without a lightsaber. Oh, wow. Because it, and these are the crystals she would use to make her white blades. Because there's bleeding, and then you can purify them. Yep. So she would take the Inquisitor's crystals that she used to kill them and purify them, and that, was, that is her white lightsabers. That's awesome. 
But the best part was just she did the whole fight with no weapon. Which, honestly, <laughs> impressive, especially going against somebody who's actually trained with that weapon. Right. That also just speaks to her training. From oh. the GOAT. <laughs> hey, guy who trained you, guess what? I was his first. Seen a lot of videos about that. Like, how did she survive the, the clone purge? And then they show the training from the uh, Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Where when... she's training with the clones. Like, she was trained literally to fight them. Yeah, she was literally trained to survive that. On top of that, the dude that's training these, like, these Inquisitors who doesn't want to train him good enough to take him on... <laughs> They're going after somebody that he trained to be as good as him. And to fight a Sith Lord. Yeah. So, I mean, of course she's going to be able to stand up to him. Darth Vader just finds out. He's like, oh, yeah, they never stood a chance. (laughs) Tano would take his lightsaber crystals and flee the system. Shortly afterwards, the Grand Inquisitor arrived and, unaware of the culprit's identity, decided to hunt her himself. But not before informing his master, Lord Vader. I mean, yeah, that's got to be annoying. Right. So, and then one of the next big things, they hunt for Ma- uh, former Jedi Master Eeth Koth. Uh, so Lord Vader and three Inquisitors will travel to a planet to hunt down the surviving Jedi Master Eeth Koth. And if I remember correctly, on this planet, he actually became a priest. He became a priest? Yeah, of some kind of religion. And again, I'm not 100% sure, but I think I remember that story, and that's what happened. And he tried to not fight Vader and try to tell him, you know, I want absolutely nothing to do with this anymore. I just want to live in peace. But, you know, Vader. Yeah. <laughs> so he entered his house and interrupted the latter as his daughter had only been born. Koth attempted to negotiate his way out of the situation, but Vader made it clear he wasn't compliant uh, uh, compliant and Koth attacked him, telling his wife Mira to run with their newborn daughter. Oh, I don't know if she's running anywhere, man. Right after childbirth? Oof. Oh, definitely not. But also, we don't know what her species is really capable of. Oh, true. True. That That's valid. <laughs> so the two would take the fight outside, and the Dark Lord would throw him across the ground, told his Inquisitors to find the newborn and capture it. The fifth brother asked what they should do about the mother, and their master informed him he, she was irrelevant. Because at that point, they want the new potential force-sensitive child to do what they want. True. You, who cares about who cares about the other? Like three people, one's force-sensitive, one isn't. One has a possibility. Who cares about the one that isn't? Right. So the three inquisitors made haste into the city, and the fifth brother suggested they split up. The other two agreed, and they began searching in the city. Uh, Iskat decided to reach out into the force to see if the infant made any ripple, as it was force-sensitive. Her attempt was successful, and she managed to stop Mira and her child before they could reach her father's shuttle. So close. And it's going to get so much worse. So Mira begged her to let her go, appealing her to her woman to woman. Iskot told her to go, and she ran into the shuttle. The fifth brother then arrived and was shocked by what she had just done. The Twi'lek Inquisitor arrived as well and told her that, told her that their master would not take this lightly. However, Iskot wasn't finished yet, and as the shuttle ascended, she used the force to pull the baby from her mother's arms. Oh... Yeah. Like I said, it is going to get so much worse. No. 
Oh, I'm sad now. So the Twi'lek uh, Inquisitor asked Is- Iscat why she had uh, to do it that way, uh, the way she did. She explained that since Mira had appealed to her woman to woman, she had decided to let her trust her before snatching her baby and thus her soul. Give me, fetch me their souls. <laughs> uh, as she would never trust another woman and likely another person again, the three inquisitors returned to Dar- uh, the Dark Lord, who was gradually beating his Jedi opponent in a duel. Sorry, before we got to the duel part, I just pictured Darth Vader holding him by like his shirt and just <laughs> punching him repeatedly. You know, I I, I can I, bel- I can see him doing that. What I love about that is you can't even deny that you couldn't see that. Well, especially because at one point, Koth was one of the members on the High Council that Anakin wasn't really allowed to be on. Oh, yeah. So straight up, like I just imagine him. <laughs> He's like, just, no, this is just a revenge beating now. Just like, just like, boom, boom. And the Inquisitor are like, um, they, should we stop him? We, <laughs> So, Koth saw the baby in Iskat's hand, and using his shock as a distraction, Vader cut him down. The group returned to Coruscant, to the Coruscant Tower on their Zeta-class shuttle and gave the baby to a pair of nursemaids. New Inquisitor. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. I don't actually know if we ever find out what happens to that baby. I imagine either New Inquisitor or part of the cloning program stuff. Or didn't make it far enough. Or Yeah, that too. So, Rogue Inquisitors. Hmm, that sounds interesting. Uh, the, fi- uh, the fifth brother notified the Dark Lord of Iskat's actions during their hunt, and Vader surmised she had turned traitor, especially as he suspected her and the Twi'lek, uh, Twi'lek Inquisitor of having developed feelings for each other. Oh, that's not going to be good. Oh, God, no. So later on, Iskat and her Twi'lek companion were toasting to Ithkoth's death with a drink that came from the plant they were where they had found him. Uh, so she then brought up the Dark Lord and asked what he would do when all the Jedi were finally dead. Her companion uh, would tell her that he would find his way around it, saying there's always something to kill. Because, you know, they, they really would. They're yeah. find a reason... They hope he's always going to find a reason to keep them around. I was going to say, it's one I've, of those... I feel like that's part of her worry on that. It's one of those you hope... Yeah, because... If your whole purpose is to kill what you used to be, and then suddenly you do your job too well... What's going to happen to you now? Yeah. That's a scary thought. <laughs> so, at that moment, Vader interrupted their conversation, igniting his lightsaber. <laughs> Uh, the Grand Inquisitor asked if this was a test, to which Dar- uh, the Dark Lord uh, coldly denied. Vader attempted to kill Iskat, but the uh, but their partner halted him with his lightsaber, and Vader confirmed his suspicions that the two had an attachment. Unfortunately, being that's what literally made him turn to the dark side. And she's gone. I think he resents that a lot. I was about to say, it's that whole, like, <laughs> if I can't be with someone, nobody can. Exactly. And it kind of made him, in his eyes, a weaker person. So I was like, okay, now my Inquisitors have an attachment. Now they're going to be weaker. We're just going to get rid of the problem altogether. Yeah. Oh, problem solving and management. I mean, that's one way to do it. Right? 
So the Dark Lord would make chase for the two rogue inquisitors and took a speeder into Coruscant. The pair had planned on killing Vader in order to, in order for them to be free from his presence in the galaxy. And good luck with that. Right. Uh, they therefore attacked his speeder, and he would jump to other speeders as they cut those down as well with their lightsabers. So it's just kind of a scene of them speeder hopping in the the sky lanes of Coruscant. <laughs> That'd be a fun scene to watch. <laughs> right. So the pair then resorted to throwing speeders at their pursuer, but he either threw them back, because of course he would. This is Vader. Exactly. He's like one of the strongest force people out there. Right? Guy pulled down a ship that was trying to fly away. And that, ooh, a speeder. Or he cut them down, because of course he would. (laughs) However, the two Inquisitors eventually managed to topple the statue onto the Dark Lord, and he fell into onto a balcony, temporarily immobilized. They attempted to finish him off, but Vader uses the force to freeze them in midair. Man, I think <laughs> running and disappearing was your best shot. Oh, and even that wasn't a good one, but it's better than trying to face him head on. Yeah. Like, because you know in their training, they watched him toy with people. Because I remember watching or listening to one of the videos... That was what happened with one of the first uh, Inquisitors that he trained. Like, he toyed with the dude, and then he cut off his limb. God. Dude's a badass. <laughs> so the two Inquisitors would turn to one another, you know, frozen in midair, to spill out their last words, and the Dark Lord would uh, made their lightsabers activate to stab the pair and kill them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, what a poetic way to kill <laughs> Yeah, honestly... That is actually kind of beautifully sad. <laughs> right. That was, what is it, tra- uh, tragic poet poetry? Something like that. Tragically poetic or poetically tragic? We'll go with that. I forget which, one, which way it goes, but yes. So Sidious would later ask Vader why he suspected the two of treachery, and he, and he explained to his master of their attachment how Iscot briefly let Ethcot's child escape. Nonetheless, the emperor was displeased with his, uh, his apprentice's rampage that killed a grand senator, uh, who was important to his plan, so he had the Inquisitorious relocated off-world to the Water Moon Nur. Because, you know, that was probably the best thing ever. What uh, Having them on the same planet as Coruscant, knowing Vader's rage, that was a horrible idea. <laughs> it really was, especially because, like, Vader is just a wild animal at this point. Who gets... oh, especially in the early years of the Empire. Yeah. like Until he realized... He wasn't getting what he bargained for and just was a servant to Sidious. He was, it was horrible to piss him off. Yeah, I, I think I remember we talked about, like, as bad as Palpatine could be, Palpatine had to talk to Vader about killing their own people. Yeah, because there was one point he was killing off so many Imperial officers for treachery, not doing quite up to par. They're running out of people. <laughs> exactly. And Sidious is like, okay, you got to stop killing everyone yeah he became like general grievous with the droids pretty much yeah yeah like can you stop <laughs> killing these things it's you know how expensive it is to replace all these p- people and stuff uh so they would continue to hunt the uh, other jedi encountering those such as cal kestis uh canon jarrus and his padawan ezra bridger and even encountering ahsoka tano Again, while hunting Jarrus and Bridger along with the renegade Sith Maul and Malachor. On oh, Malachor. on Malachor. I was so about to say, was... I'm like, I don't remember a Malachor <laughs> character. But yeah, so a lot of that 
most of it's all throughout the Rebel series. And then Cal Kestis is the main character of the Jedi Survivor and Fallen Order games. And in Fallen Order, that was a big part of the story. Is he's being hunted by Inquisitors. Because, you know, it's fairly soon after the Order 66. Wasn't he, like, isn't he the, like, exiled Jedi or something? What? Uh, the uh, Cal Kestis. Oh, wait. Cal Kestis is the main character. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of the, one of the Jedi people he meets. Nope. No, he was just the main one that was hiding on a scrapper world. Okay. Yep. I was thinking of a different character that Vader deals with. Okay. So let's get into disappearance. Take us away, Joga. So in 2BBY, around six months after the incident on Malachor, the the Empire ordered Grand Admiral Thrawn to try to finish what Lord Vader and his Inquisitors had started. The Chiss Admiral would pursue the rebels until his defeat during the liberation of Lothal which you see at the end of the Rebel series. Which so, was a, a really good series. I highly I, recommend And I did keep out a lot of the stuff that you could see in the cartoon because that is popular enough. True. And a lot it, of what we went over is all in the comics. Which, honestly, it's one of those, like, like we talk about many times, that we tend to avoid stuff that's happening in the cartoons or the live action simply because it's so in our face already. Comics and the books is more of what we try to focus on here. Especially with Star Wars. Yeah, because there's so much out there, and it's one of those, like, what do I read? What's canon? What's not? Yep. So we try to help you all out with that. Okay, so some members, such as the third brother and third sister, would have unknown actions and fates to those unfamiliar to them. The fourth sister would also have an unknown fate, though her armor would fall into a rebel commander who impersonated her at least once. Nice. So, yeah, a lot of them don't really know what happened to them, don't really have information on what they did. And then it's kind of, we're there. It's kind of sad that we don't really get some answers on those. It would be nice to know about more of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, in Zero BBY, the Jedi Order was largely thought to be extinct by the Empire, and once their objective of wiping out these Force wielders was completed, the Inquisitors themselves vanished as well. At a meeting aboard the first Death Star, Governor Tarkin expressed his belief that Lord Vader was the only living practitioner of what he termed the ancient religion. By this time, the Emperor deemed the Inquisitors' purpose obsolete and and that they had outlived their usefulness. (laughs) And there's really nothing that ever says what they really did to him or what happened to him. We know what happened to some through the series and and obviously as we've done here. We could probably take some guesses, though. We could probably assume. They're they're all dead. Guarantee. And I it's one of those like you wanna like you like honestly, best case scenario, another order sixty six situation. They all get like just suddenly killed. Mm. Worst case scenario, Palpatine's like, Cool, I have a lot new subjects for my clone my Jedi cloning stuff. Or my force-sensitive cloning. Right. That's no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're all dead. Oh, I'm not saying they survived <laughs> that. I'm just saying they, they're it's like, oh, we got bodies now. Yeah. It's like, you think any of them will make it? Palpatine's just like, no. <laughs> Operations. So this is kind of how they operated. Okay. So Inquisitors primarily... Primarily... <laughs> technically on the right track okay so inquisitor's primary objective was to hunt down and turn and turn to the dark side or kill jedi who had survived the initial stages of the great jedi purge as part of this 
task. Inquisitors typically sought to capture, torture, or interrogate surviving Jedi as a means of acquiring information. Should the Jedi possess no valuable information and refuse to convert to the dark side, then they would be eliminated. I mean, if they're not going to turn, what are they good for? Exactly. They're just your enemy and they're going to try to rise up. 100%. Yeah. If they won't turn, you kill them. (laughs) I get that. So, capture was not always of the primary method of all Inquisitors, however, as demonstrated by the likes of Ninth Sister, Eighth Brother, Sixth Brother, Fifth Brother, Third Sister, and Second Sister. So, a good chunk of them. Yeah. Um, As they would immediately uh, look to eliminate the respective targets the first chance they got during their hunts. Which, I mean, I feel like being ex-Jedi or Force members themselves, like, they probably know how dangerous some of these people are. Well... Yeah, but also they just didn't care about trying to interrogate and capture them. Mm, They're like, no, it. we're just going to kill them. I mean, I think some of them looked at it as more of a, like a trophy hunter. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I could see They're that. They're like, I'm going for the hunt. I want to kill them. That's it. Fair. So the Inquisitor's primary means of hunting Jedi was often, uh, was often by using the Jedi's own sense of righteousness and compassion against them by targeting civilians within the area in which a Jedi is suspected to reside, which they kind of show in the Obi-Wan show. Yep. Uh, this tactic was demonstrated by the second sister on Bra- uh, Braca during her hunt for Cal Kestis, where she threatened to have the whole lot of scrapper guild workers executed unless the Jedi revealed themselves to her and the ninth sister. Which, I mean, I get it. That's a solid tactic. And unfortunately, with the way the Jedi worked, that was the best tactic. Right. So the third sister also would employ a more extreme version of this tactic in which she threatened to cut off the hands of all civilians present in her area in order to prompt Obi-Wan Kenobi or Nari to reveal themselves. Later, she threatened to kill Owen Lars and his family to, uh, to the same end before being stopped by the fifth brother. So, as you said, we got a perfect example in a TV show that became that came out recently. Oh, yeah. And they did a great job of showing that. So, another method employed by Inquisitors to hunt Jedi was by using people or items of interest and significance to the Jedi being hunted to lure them into prearranged traps. Makes sense. A lot of Jedi, a lot went into hiding, but there were some that were attempting to rebuild or find a way to come back. Yep. And similar, so this method was employed by the Grand Inquisitor when he released news of the survival of de- and attainment of Jedi Master Luminari and Dooley in the St- uh, Stijon system to lure Padawan Caleb Doom and many other Jedi and attempt a rescue. I mean, she was dead. Yeah. She, he didn't uh, disclose that, obviously. Right. But. God <laughs> kept that a <laughs> secret. Like, we have her. Well, they don't even know. <laughs> right? They don't even know she's dead, too. <laughs> so, Third Sister employed this tactic by ordering the kidnapping of Leia Organo to prompt Obi-Wan into coming to her rescue, where she could ambush and detain him for Darth Vader. And it almost worked. It got real <laughs> close. Like, that was pr- a pretty solid tactic. Yep. So, furthermore, Inquisitors have been known to use the populace of a planet to their advantage when hunting Jedi either by offering rewards leading to their capture or placing an all-points bulletin on a Jedi suspect within the Inquisitor's area of operation. As we also see in Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, 
Large Galaxy, lost scum out there in that, looking for a quick payout. But also when you're terrified of the Empire. That too. That's going to be one of the quickest ways you're going to try to gain rapport with them. It's like, oh, you want a Jedi? Here he is. Right? <laughs> like, don't hurt my family. Can you protect like, us? I don't blame them. <laughs> yep, I get it. So, however, despite being assigned to hunt and kill Jedi and other Force-sensitive targets, most Inquisitors were not skilled enough to take on powerful Jedi Masters or experienced Jedi Knights on their own. Uh, two working in tandem were defeated by Ahsoka Tano, and three combined were unable to overcome the renegade Sith Lord Maul. So that's more of why they were tra- they went in packs. Because most of them really weren't trained well enough, because a lot of them were picked up as Padawans or early-level knights. Yeah. So they weren't that skilled, and they weren't trained to be that skilled either. So yeah, them going up against a seasoned Jedi Knight or Master... Yeah. Most of the time, they did not come out on top. (laughs) Makes sense. Also makes sense why probably a lot of their tactics involved them. Like, call Vader. They're there. They're here. (laughs) Yep. So this would also be compounded by the fact that there were a limited number of available Inquisitors, which could be allocated to hunt a given Jedi target at any time. To counter this, the members of the Inquisitorius were assigned command of their own contingents of purge troopers, infantry units who were specifically trained to kill Jedi. They were also uh, able to take over imp- other Imperial units if needed to aid their missions. <laughs> so, yeah, they had enough power similar to Vader where they could just say, I need your troops. They're coming with me. So, yeah, kind of they were directly under Vader. Yeah. And then, so they weren't a part of the military structure still like Vader, but they had enough power and pull that they outranked everyone so i think i saw one time since we're going to be getting into uh, skills and tra- actually yeah, let's get into skills and training before i ask this because <laughs> this might answer my question so considering uh consistent of former jedi the inquisitors were initially weak in the dark side of the force and utilized a defensive fighting style darth vader knows this limitation when he began training them and sought to transform their fighting style to an only offensive one. Yeah. Which the end result would become an aggressive fighting style aimed at quickly overpowering Jedi, hampering their concentration, preventing them from falling to falling back on their force abilities. So that was why like earlier we were talking about how he had cut off some limbs. Mm. That was also part of it is he was trying to teach them to move and be aggressive Fair. He wanted to erase their training as a Jedi. He's like, no, you need to be a Sith. You need to attack. That also explains the. I like the lightsaber design because I imagine that as a quick throw off. Like yep. what? Like that would be help them with aggression, intimidation factor, and also just throwing their yep. opponent off. Definitely the intimidation and um, as a big one. But also, like, the big reason why a lot of Jedi moved away from having the double blade lightsabers is it's a very aggressive, very destructive lightsaber form. Mm. And I think that's part of it, too. It's like, no, we're going to give you something that's designed to damage and to kill. Fair. And also, not going to lie, the spinning of it reminds me of General Grievous's. Uh, that's probably where that came from. Right? Like, give some of these Jedi some flashbacks to face <laughs> that dude. Yeah, that'd be horrible. Right? Grant, like, there's... Only a, a very small handful that ever actually survived fighting him. True. So, over time, the Inquisitors became among the most skilled fighters in the galaxy, though were deliberately trained to not surpass the powers of a Sith Lord. 
Makes sense. Because they were just there for one purpose and one purpose only. Also, you don't want them suddenly turning on you. And especially with that many of them, wouldn't be hard. Yeah. <laughs> if you train them just enough, though, to keep them under you, you don't have to worry about that. Right. So aside from their skills with the lightsaber, Inquisitors were also trained in the use of an application of dark side techniques as such as mind probing. Uh, they were also well-trained interrogators and trackers who were capable of using the Force to detect another Force sensitive Force signature through vast distances. Which Damn. is always weird that that's a thing because you never really see it get used. You, yeah. It was like they, they found a, a cool way in story to ha- where they didn't ever sense Palpatine through all of it, but they never really show it where it's a huge thing in any other piece of media. Right? I, I think I've seen it. I think the only time I really have seen it used in media was honestly in one of my favorite games ever, the um, Force Unleashed games. Oh, yeah. He uses it one time to find, like, his loved one. Yeah. But other than that, never really see it again. And that's kind of the, the thing we talked about before was kind of what I was bringing up. I saw a thing where Vader purposely had them trained at a level to where he could theoretically take all of them on at once and kill them. Oh, yeah. Like, he he was training them good enough, but he always made sure he's like, if we're all in a room together, I'm the only one walking out. Yep. Because he knew what, what it meant of training all these guys, but so he made sure he would be the one on top. Right? And I, yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, I think the only one that had the potential of coming close was the Grand Inquisitor. Because yeah. as you learn in the Rebels, he's a temple guard. And while that that is a position in the Jedi that gets kind of randomly selected and gets moved around, you're probably pretty decent if you're a temple guard. Yeah, because you have to be there to subdue other Jedi. And or... protect the temples. Like, So you're going to have to be pretty high up yep. in skill. So he's probably the only one one-on-one that even had close to a chance. And even him, he would have had the floor. Moments. Oh, yeah. He still would have gotten destroyed. But. Okay. Well, um, that's kind of all we got for the Inquisitors. I guess we asked the question we always ask. You a fan? I definitely am. I'm a huge fan of the concept and the idea behind them and what they used them for. I was like, kind of same. I kind of love everything about these characters and just. I wish we knew more what happened when they when Palpatine decided you're no longer used to Right. That's the if only. If you had more info to that, that'd be nice. Because I'm not gonna lie, that's the only part I, I I'm a little disappointed in right now. Because otherwise, I love everything about it. Oh yeah. So I'm a fan. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that T-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. You want to jump on this train? Why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.